This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review and Houston Round Ball Review Radio with another One on None podcast. What's up, people? How y'all doing? In this podcast, I'm going to discuss some local area college hoops, some NCAA hoop news related to COVID-19, and I may toss in a little bit of other stuff, business stuff. You know how I do in these podcasts. First up, NCAA COVID-19 testing protocol. Got to bring this up, and I think... Unfortunately, I'm going to have a few more instances of what I'm about to mention. October 21st, Marquette men's and women's basketball paused all team activities for the next two weeks after receiving positive COVID-19 test results. Marquette says all athletes and team personnel considered tier one by the NCAA were tested on October 19th. Results found each program has one positive test. Let me say that one more time. Marquette men's and women's basketball paused all team activities for the next two weeks, 14 days after each one of the programs had one player, one person test positive for COVID-19. In case you forgot or don't know, I'm going to remind you of the NCAA rule regarding this COVID-19 testing. Schools are encouraged to proactively define those individuals who constitute the quote-unquote inner bubble, tier one, which includes student athletes, as you know, I'm going to refer to them from now on, student assets, and essential basketball personnel whose job function requires direct access to players on a regular basis, specifically close contact six feet or less for 15 minutes or more as per CDC guidance. Tier one individuals may differ from school to school. For example, some coaches maintain physical distancing at all times and therefore are not part of tier one. Tier one individuals are considered to be at a higher risk of becoming infected with COVID-19 if any other individual in the group is contagious and masking or physical distancing has not been maintained. The situation is further compounded because the nature of basketball makes it challenging to train in functional units. A typical basketball team has 15 players all of whom typically train on a single basketball court at the same time in an enclosed space. Generally speaking, it is expected that the total number of tier one individuals within a team would approximate 25 to 30. If any tier one individual becomes infected, schools should consider quarantining the entire team including coaching staff and other essential personnel who are part of Tier 1 for 14 days. Provided determinations around who must be quarantined are ultimately the jurisdiction of applicable public health officials. At present, there is not a recommendation for consideration of testing out of quarantine this is October 
College basketball season begins November 25th. Think about this scenario. Someone, a tier one individual, tests positive during the season. That means the staff should quarantine for 14 days. The entire basketball staff of tier one individuals should quarantine for 14 days. The entire team during the season. Within a 14 day period, team may play two to three games a week. So that's four to six games that could be could be affected, impacted, postponed or canceled. Think about that. Based on that alone, I don't see any way in the world, in the college basketball world, that teams will complete seasons this year. That's why when the NCAA recommended or accepted or approved or allowed that a minimum number of 13 games played, completed Division I games, would qualify for eligibility for consideration for the NCAA tournament. I glossed it over at the time, but that could be reality. If teams are impacted and have to sit out 14 days during the season and not have and not be able to reschedule, how can they? Four to six games? And think about the conferences who have announced that they're going to play Two teams, two times in the same city, two games in the same city on the weekend for conference play, Saturday and Sunday. What if a tier one individual in one of those conferences tests positive? The entire team sits out for 14 days. That's conference games. Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. And depending on when you want to start the count, could be Saturday, Sunday again. It's going to get a hell of a lot worse before it gets better. Before it gets better. Think about that. You must sit out, and it says should consider, but I don't see, especially right now, anybody bucking that suggestion. 14 days you must sit out. If one person tests positive, one person, one tier one individual tests positive, the entire team sits out 14 days. Marquette was the first one, first university, first basketball program to announce it. How do we know private schools across the country, private universities, have not announced? What if other programs are sitting out their 14 days right now and we just don't know it? Oh boy, on happier notes, the rest of the podcast will be good news, brighter news. Starting with Friday, October 23rd, Rice Owls men's hoops got some good news. Head coach Scott Perra announced that the NCAA has granted immediate eligibility for 6'9 transfer Riley Abercrombie, making him immediately eligible to play during the 2020-2021 season. Abercrombie six foot nine is a transfer from Boise State. Spent the last two years at Boise State. He redshirted as a freshman. He played in 18 games this past season. Scored a total of 23 points and 12 boards. 
limited action, as you can tell by those numbers. He had his best game against Fresno State, scoring six points on a pair of three-pointers. Riley is from Australia, mate, but he played his high school basketball at Clear Lake High School in this area. So another body uh, for Coach Para and the Owls. He will join a 2020 class, which includes six-foot guard Noah Hutchins from Buffalo, New York, 6'9", Melijah Poteet, and 6'6", Cameron Sheffield as part of the 2021 class. They, those guys are freshmen on this Owls team. And really, everything I'm going to say, the caveat, the cloud hanging over, all, all the news info I'm going to share in this podcast and future College Hoops podcasts will be if COVID-19 allows the season to be played. The final member of the uh, Isle signing class of 2021 is Travis Evie, six-foot transfer from VMI, Virginia Military Institute. Thursday was announced, but it was announced via Twitter by her and her coach, one of her coaches. Texas A&M head coach Gary Blair and the Aggies received some good news. As the NTA granted immediate eligibility for the 2020-2021 season to Destiny Pitts. She is the real deal. This is huge news for Aggies women's hoops. Destiny spent her first three seasons at Minnesota, where she earned all Big Ten honors and was the consensus Big Ten Freshman of the Year in the 2017-18 season. She was rated as the second best transfer via ESPN, and ironically in that article on ESPN.com back in June, she was at that time considered one of the sit-out transfers who will be eligible for the 2021-22 season because at that time you know when anybody transfers it's it's assumed until the NCAA grants the waiver that you must sit out one year as a transfer well this week the NCAA granted Destiny the immediate eligibility and declared her that she can play in the 2020-2021 season Destiny averaged 16.3 points, 4.8 rebounds, and 3.3 assists per game last year for Minnesota while shooting 46% from three last season. She was named All-Big Ten first team during a sophomore season when she averaged 16.3 points. This past season, she knocked down 81 threes for Minnesota. Against Boston College in December of 2019, she scored a career-high 35 points, on six, including 6 of 8 from 3-point range and 11 for 12 from the foul line. <clears throat> During her freshman campaign, Destiny earned 7 Big Ten Freshman of the Week honors, averaging 13.1 points and 7.4 rebounds per game. Her freshman year, she was named to the Big Ten second team. In 80 games for Minnesota, Destiny became the 25th player in Minnesota history to score 1,000 points 
and she ranked fourth all-time among Gophers in three-pointers made at 216. Aggies head coach Gary Blair said, quote, and this is from Brandon Collins, Aggies media coordinator, quoting Coach Blair, we are very happy to have Destiny eligible to play this season. She is an extremely versatile player and is one of the best three-point shooters in the entire country. She has fit into our program seamlessly during the time she has been here. I am very thankful to our compliance department for their hard work and the NCAA for giving Destiny the chance to play this year, end quote. Destiny added, quote, It really means a great deal to me to be granted immediate eligibility this season, especially with everything I have been through during the entire transfer process. I was ecstatic when I heard the news because I get to be a part of something bigger than myself here at Texas A&M. I'm grateful and excited to be able to play this year with a special group of girls. I also have the opportunity to continue to develop as a player and person under such an experienced and well-rounded coaching staff. I get the chance to realistically compete for a national championship and you couldn't want much more as a player than that, end quote. <clears throat> if it wasn't already said with this news, I'm going to, COVID willing, of course, be in college, in college station inside Reed Arena as much as possible during this season to watch the Aggies. If a media, if media members are allowed to be at the games in person. If so, I will be watching the Aggies a lot. Count on it. COVID willing, of course. A few other things. A few days ago last week, Thursday, October 15th, Prairie View A&M men's basketball officially announced the addition of Caleb Villarreal as assistant coach. Caleb joins the coaching staff and quoting PV head coach Byron Smith. He came highly recommended. Caleb has either been a manager or worked as a video coordinator or a special assistant to the head coach for people that I trust and respect. Of course, after coach Landon Bussey got that tremendous blessing to go to Alcorn and be head coach, we needed to fill a slot. About seven to 10 coaches called me and said that if you needed a good coach, someone that's loyal and works hard and can do a myriad of things, Coach Villarreal may be the guy you want to talk to, end quote. One of uh, Coach Villarreal's previous stints was at Texas Rio Grande Valley. Uh, he's from Corpus Christi. He's prior to UTRGV. He spent two years at Southern Miss, where he began by assisting with player growth and recruiting before earning a promotion as the team's video coordinator. In that role, he played a pivotal part in scouting and game plan development. Villarreal also spent three seasons as a student manager at Texas Tech, where he assisted, assisted the program with recruiting visits, film, and video breakdown, and coordination of office projects. Quoting Caleb, I've worn many hats in my young career. Now Coach Smith has given me the opportunity to be an assistant coach at the Division I level for the first time. Now it's about getting to work. It's all about working hard and getting it done. 
It's been a great experience and I've had a great time in quote. October 12th, PV Women's Hoops head coach Sandy Pugh announced two additions to her coaching staff. Pugh announced the addition of Courtney G. Pruitt as assistant coach, assistant head coach to her staff. And she also announced the addition of Chris Godfrey as assistant coach and recruiting coordinator. Coach Pruitt joins the Panthers following a five-year stint as Alcorn State's head coach, where she oversaw development of some of the top players within the SWAC during her tenure. And she authored one of the top most aggressive defensive units in the country. Quote from Coach Pugh, I'm so thrilled to have inked the deal to get Courtney to Prairie View A&M. I can't tell you how thrilled I am to have her to be a part of our basketball team. To be able to get a coach of her pedigree and experience to work with our ladies is simply amazing. I didn't want it to leak or for anybody to steal her while she was a free agent. I have the utmost respect for Courtney and what she's accomplished in her career as well as the amount of basketball knowledge she has, end quote. Coach Chris Godfrey's, Chris Godfrey's track record is highlighted by the successful development of standout JUCO players that have gone on to greater opportunities within and outside of the SWAC. Coach Pugh, quote, Chris is a hungry, a young, hungry go-getter that's made tremendous sacrifices over his coaching career. He's hardworking, Dedicated, loyal, he's what you want from a young coach coming in to the door. I look forward to getting him here and for Courtney and I to work with him. I think that the dynamic of this coaching staff can be tremendous and I'm excited about it. I pride myself on putting together a coaching staff that not only can work together, but work off one another and bounce ideas off each other. I think that this staff, now that it's been rounded out with Chris, is just that. We have an amazing staff as far as our collaboration, and our kids are going to benefit from this, end quote. Godfrey joins PV's program after a successful stint at Northwest Florida State College, where he served in a similar role for a squad that, conf- that won conference championships and a regional tournament title while finishing ranked third in the nation. He specializes in post-player development. Coach Godfrey helped a pair of Raiders earn JUCO All-American honors. The PV women's team also announced their schedule, non-conference schedule. I'm going to pull it up. Considering COVID and, and everything going on, Coach Pugh did the best that she could do. I'll just leave it at that. SWAC play will begin in January. And I have some questions about SWAC play and why they're sticking with the uh, same Saturday-Monday format involving all that bus travel. But the non-conference opponents for PB Women's Hoops, the first day of the season on November 25th, home game versus Talladega College. Saturday, November 28th, 3 p.m. versus Philander Smith College. Then December 14th versus North American University, three home games on the hill inside the William J. Nix building. December 16th, they're going to Reed Arena, 
College Station to face the Texas A&M Aggies. Sure hope I can be at that one to kill two birds with one, one stone. Next up, PV will participate in the South Padre Island Invitational, which begins Friday, December 18th versus North Texas. And then Saturday, December 19th, excuse me, I think I'm then PV will head and participate in the South Padre Island Invitational. The first game is December 18th, Friday at 7.30 p.m. when PV will face North Texas. Next, on December 19th, Saturday at 1 p.m., Prairie View will face Texas Rio Grande Valley. And this whack play will begin Saturday, January 2nd on the road in Baton Rouge at Southern and then Monday at Alcorn then come home January 9th, Saturday at 3 p.m. Prairie View versus Texas Southern. Should be a good one. A very good one. Coach Cooper and TSU's program is said to be loaded for SWAC play this year. And based on the news and mentioned in the SWAC release that the conference will have virtual media days on November 2nd and 3rd, the player chosen to speak along with Coach Cooper representing TSU is none other than Naya Mitchell. There was some talk last season whether or not Naya would go pro rather than come back for her fourth year of college eligibility basketball-wise, despite being her sixth year in college because of transfer for one year and she sat another year for injury. Well, Naya's coming back. Naya Mitchell, 5'10", can do everything on the floor. Defend, rebound. She's one of the best players in the SWAC. To get her back, Plus the incoming talent Coop got. Bright things, bright expectations for TSU women's basketball this coming season. Hopefully, we'll be able to complete the season, COVID willing, of course. After that, going to round it out of PV's women's hoop schedule. Saturday, January 16th, home versus Jackson State. January 18th, Monday, home versus Grambling State. On the road, January 23rd at Mississippi Valley. Monday, January 25th at Arkansas Pine Bluff, home, January 30th versus Alabama A&M, 3 p.m., Monday, February 1st versus Alabama State, 5.30 p.m. Then they'll host, excuse me, they'll go on the road, Saturday, February 6th, coming to the H&PE Arena to face Texas Southern in round two. Then, February 13th, Saturday, at Jackson State, Monday, February 15th, at Grambling State. Saturday, February 20th, 3 p.m., versus Mississippi Valley. Home game. Monday, February 22nd, 5.30 tip-off, versus Arkansas Pine Bluff. Saturday, February 27th, 4 p.m., at Alabama A&M. March 1st, Monday, 5.30 p.m., at Alabama State. Thursday, March 7th, home game, 5.30 tip-off, versus Southern. Saturday, March 6th. Wrap it up. Wrap up a swag play. 12.30 p.m. Close it out. Home game against Alcorn State. Hopefully those games will be scheduled and will take place. We'll get done. Time will tell. COVID will tell if they will get done. Hopefully so. Knock on wood on that. Reminder. Shifting gears. The American Athletic Conference is now on ESPN Plus. Label the American on ESPN Plus. If you do not have ESPN Plus, 
sign up via links posted on my website, HoustonRoundBallReview.com and or the links posted on my men's hoops blog as well as my women's hoops blog. Sign up to get ESPN Plus. Sign up to get the Disney Bundle, which is ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu. The monthly cost for ESPN Plus is $5.99. The annual price for ESPN Plus is $49.99. If you haven't done so, missed the episode this week that went and aired live Tuesday of this week, listen to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Dr. Kenyatta-Caville, the Dean of HBCU Sports, along with his co-hosts, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. You can catch the show on Houston Roundball Review Radio during the week at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. during that time slot, Monday through Friday, as well as on the weekend. Times vary, but typically around 3 to 7 p.m. Saturday and Sunday on Houston Roundball Review Radio, which is at roundballreviewradio.airtime.pro. Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab is also available on YouTube on the Inside the HBCU Sports Lab channel. Round at home, wrapping it up. You can catch more of my one-on-one podcasts as well as my interview podcasts on the podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Plus, you can listen to everything that I do on Houston Roundball Review Radio at roundballreviewradio.airtime.pro. And if you want to see me, you can see some of my most recent interviews that I've done on YouTube at the Houston Roundball Reviews YouTube channel. I am Chris Gardner, KG of the Houston Roundball Review. Visit my website at HoustonRoundBallReview.com for articles and links to my podcasts and my videos. While you're at my site, please support the HRR by contributing via PayPal. Or you can also contribute via the Cash App. My Cash App account is my name, first and last name, Christopher Gardner. K-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can also contribute to the HRR when you sign up via links on my site and get the Disney Bundle, which includes Disney+, ESPN+, and Hulu. The monthly cost for Disney Plus alone is $6.99, while the annual price is $69.99. You can save 30% when you bundle all three. If you already have one of those three streaming services, you can add the other two streaming services and get the bundle. Season 2 of The Mandalorian premieres October 30th. Season 1 is available now. Also, the popular anime series One Punch Man and dramas such as The Handmaid's Tale are available on Hulu. Plus announced this week, a great cartoon, one of my favorites, near and dear 
to my heart. Animaniacs will have 13 new episodes premiering on Hulu the November 20th. You get the bundle, Hulu, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus. You get sports, movies, original programming, hours and hours of entertainment. You sign up via the links on my site. It's a win-win for you and for me because I do earn a commission when you sign up via the links posted on my site. The Houston Round Ball Review has been around since 1994. These podcasts and Houston Round Ball Review Radio are another avenue for me to share news and info with you. Remember, the Houston Round Ball Review, local name, national perspective. Thank you for your time. Take care.